You are listening to Any Given Sunday, a part of the Dead End Podcast Network. Please subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, and all other podcasting services. Please make sure you check out Dead End Hip Hop, Dead End Sports, Dead End Gaming, Is the Mic Still On, Chris Platt's Strictly Hip Hop and Hoops Talk, and a host of other shows on our podcast network. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. You are listening to Any Given Sunday, the Monday edition, again for Monday, April 27th, 2020. I am your host, Manny Brown. What's up, everybody? Hopefully you guys are staying safe, healthy, happy out there. Um, I'm back with another episode of the podcast, and uh, it's my honor and my pleasure to welcome back my brother, my friend, uh, 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 returning guest to the podcast this week, my man, Just, Just Blaze, host of uh, Above the Rim podcast, the one of the best basketball podcasts out there. I'm grateful to have this guy as a friend and as a as a, a consistent collaborator. Uh, Just, welcome to the podcast, man. Thank, glad for having you on again. My brother, appreciate the kind words, man. And and one of the best podcasts alongside yours as well in the sports team, my brother. We all up there. Hey, man, to be in the same conversation with you, it's, a, it's, a, it's an honor right there. So I appreciate that, man. How, how's uh, chill, how's chill, life, man? Chill, 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 man. I'm taking notes from you, brother. I'm taking notes. Man. Hey, man, listen, I'm not blowing smoke <laughs> up your ass, man. I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't issue those words out, you know, just to, just to issue them out, man. I, I really mean that. So uh, to, to, to have you as a collaborator is always a, is always an honor, man. So for real, uh, how, uh, how are things your way, man? Um, everything's cool, man. I mean, we uh we're coping with this uh coronavirus as much as we can. I mean, I call it the Rona, but you know, we coping with it as much as we can. Um, I have well, I'm I'm out here in New York and uh in Brooklyn, so um we still got the lockdown going on. And you can only go outside. It's not that you only can go outside. The only thing that's open are essential businesses, you know, mm-hmm. uh food and grocery, as in everywhere. But um, yeah, man. I mean, it's just a different life. I mean, it's been cool for me though, actually, because I've been chilling. I've been comfortable in the house. I mean, I'm still working, working from home, but um, I've had a lot more time. So that's always a great thing, something that you can get back. So I would say that it's been it's been solid, and I'm just glad that I'm healthy and prayers out there to everyone. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. We we talked a little bit about it offline. You know, we're we're blessed. We're still working. You know, we're not in any danger of not working anytime soon. So. Um, you know, we're blessed in that department, you know what I mean? So, and everybody around us is healthy. So yeah, let's just keep it that way, man, for real. Um, I just wanted to start the show off with a little bit of a shout out. Um, um, shout out probably is a poor way of putting it, but, um, you know, just want to, if, uh, one of the guests that I had on last week, uh, Dalvin Osorio, who joined me on that Jets round table last week, um, his granddad actually just passed away over the past weekend. So, um, if you're following him on social media, um, if you're not, you should be. But if you but if you are following him on social media, um, you know, just go ahead and send your love and your support to him, man. Um, you know, this is why I talk about this all the time on the podcast, man, because it's, it's 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 something that's affecting all of us, man. So uh, my dude just lost his granddad, so um, uh, you know, another victim of the of the virus. So you know, just uh, you know, send your love and some kind words over to him um, on all social media platforms, and um, I'm sure he'll really appreciate that. So you know, just uh, you know, just kind of give him some love before we get started. Yeah. Blessings out to blessings out to him and his family, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I know it's uh just a horrible story. I hated hearing that this weekend, man. That uh that happened. So not to start the show on a on a little bit of a downer, but you know I, I felt that that was important before we got started. You know, because that's yeah. that's real life. You know, what I mean, at the end of the day, all we talking about is some games and some some athletes. So that's some real life shit that we talking about and recovering right there. So uh, I figured I'd give it some time and in the moment to to uh, 
you know, to, to kind of reflect on that. But um, yeah, man, just hopefully you guys are staying safe and, and are blessed and, you know, just be thankful and appreciative that, you know, if it hasn't affected you closely, man, that it, you know, um, you're very lucky. So absolutely. So, but um, let's transition over out of the sad stuff. Cause uh, you know, we, we need a little, we need a little distraction from what's going on in the world, man. But, um, but uh, just, uh, I didn't get a chance to get your thoughts. Obviously I didn't have you on the show last week, but um you know, what were your thoughts before we kind of get into this week's episodes, um, episodes uh, three and four? Um, what were your thoughts initially on episodes one and two? Um, I thought they did a phenomenal job. I mean, that I mean, that goes without saying. The ESPN documentaries are always uh, mm-hmm. top of the line to me, top of the line. All their 30 for 30s are top of the line, so they always do a great job. But um, I really like episode one and two. I mean, that's to be expected. I feel like everybody likes one and two. Um, yeah. I loved how they at least started out with the Pippin aspect. That was basically their main topic of concern for one and two. And I do love that because it does actually take you back to the nostalgia. Um, and a lot of people forgot about that shitty raw deal that Pippin got <laughs> <laughs> um, back in the days. A lot of people forgot about that. So I'm I'm glad that they actually showcased that. And they also showcased how vital Pippin was to the team as well, and how much of an integral piece he was. So um, I, I was I was really happy with one and two, man, and everybody was hyped. So I had my gear on. I know everybody everybody else did. I saw your IG, you did. So everybody yeah. had their shit on. It, it was it was it was a nice event for the culture. One and two. Absolutely, yeah. No, I can't. I can't uh, stop singing the praises of one and two, man. It was a. It was. It was. It, it exceeded everybody's expectation. I think. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, we saw we saw the trailer last summer, and you know, we started to get hype about it or whatever. But you know, to actually, you know, to actually sit down and actually watch the documentaries and and they live up to the hype and then some. Yeah, it's 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 a uh, it's a great. And plus, it also doesn't. It also helps that you know we've been basically quarantined for six weeks with nothing to watch essentially outside of TV series and stuff. Um, so having having some sports contact out there, you know, and and of course it's about Michael Jordan. It, it's always a bonus, right? So yeah, no, I I can't sing I, I can't sing the praises enough. Yeah, absolutely, it saved us for real. Um, so yeah, what's us, bro. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm I'm starting to feel it now, man. I know I, because I, I was cool like the first you know three weeks. I was like, ah, it sucks, but you know, you know, but you know, man, like we we we're now on like what week seven, week eight, <laughs> almost for, yeah. for some of us. Wild, yeah, it's man. getting it's, it's getting rough out here, man. It's getting rough out here, man. Yeah. I, shit, I Fle- I'll watch Fleet of Barbers, by the way. Hey man, I, uh, I, 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 I lost, I lost, the, I lost the battle with hair years ago. So I don't, I don't. I, unfortunately, I, fortunately for me, I don't have to deal with that. But uh, I feel for y'all, man. I feel for y'all. But um, but uh, it's rough. It's rough. Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Shout out to all the barbers out there for real. Um, so what were your what were your thoughts on um episodes three and four last night? Um, what were kind of your main points? You know, I kind of want to get your your thoughts on you know kind of the main points you got out of the the two episodes last night before I give you mm-hmm. mine and we will kind of just tackle them from there. Yeah, um, I liked it. I liked three and four. I liked three and four last night. I would say, um, just if we have to for argument's sake, I just compare mm-hmm. the two. I would say episodes one and two was definitely better than episodes three and four, mm-hmm. but. I think um, the aspect in in episode four, which I think probably was the best um, aspect of the entire documentary thus far, was the aspect of the Bad Boys versus Jordan, that aspect. And that portion of the documentary, episode four, was probably the best part. But as a whole, I feel like episode one and two is better. 
But um, I liked it last night, man. It, it, it was dope. It was definitely um, heavily focused on Dennis Rodman, um, as we all noticed, especially early on. A lot of people got to see the tales of Dennis Rodman, a lot of people that, that weren't watching basketball at that time. Um, and it was great to actually that they actually shed light though on on Dennis Rodman and how important he was to the team also as well. Um, and I always say, I was telling people that every every championship team, I think Chuck always always said that too. Every championship team needs a crazy guy. You can't win a championship without a crazy guy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Rodman filled that void tremendously, and I think it was dope last night, man. Well, uh, what do you think about it? Uh, yeah, I, I, same, same as you, man. I, I, I have really nothing to add. I mean, I, 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 I would agree with you. I thought episodes one and two were probably a little stronger. Um, and I, the way I look at this, I mean, this is a movie. Um, so I think yeah, that, exactly. I mean, it's, and it's and it's ten parts. So you know, they're not going to give us bangers literally every week. Ideally, we'd like to, but I think they're trying to set up a narrative and a story. So I think that they're going to have yeah. they're going to have some episodes where. It's more setup. It's more of kind of moving the story along as opposed to kind of, you know, where, you know, it's like if you would compare it to hip hop, like it's a, it's it's not a skippable song, but it's a song that's like, you know, it's there. Like I can live with it with, with it without it. It's good. I listen to it. You know what I mean? But it's not a banger. You know what I mean? So yeah. last night's episode, while they were, you can cruise to it. Right, right, right. That's a that's yeah. a good analogy for it. Um, so, yeah, I enjoyed last night's episodes. I thought those were more kind of um, the second act kind of thing you know if you're looking at this from a from a as a motion picture you know kind of three acts and this is kind of still first act you know then we're kind of getting into the middle portion second act third act obviously is where where we wrap up um but you know i still i still enjoyed them thoroughly though um i like i like you i i love the focus on on dennis robin i like that they focused on him but they didn't take away because you know i don't know if some people are aware dennis has his own 30 for 32 so I think yeah. that they covered a lot of things that were in the 30 for 30, but I also felt like they gave you enough where if you want more on Dennis Rodman, you could still kind of focus on his 30 for 30 without taking away from, you know I mean? Jordan or making it too much focus on, on, on Dennis Rodman. Cause I did see that on Twitter. Like, you know, some folks kind of wanted more on Dennis Rodman, and, you know, they have to kind of think about it that he has his own 30 for 30 and, you know, so to that that part. But no, I like the I like the fact that they're kind of choosing to focus on different aspects of the Bulls. You know, not just Jordan. I mean, obviously Jordan is the overarching theme and his success and that team success, but kind of focusing on some of the other other guys. Like obviously the first two episodes focused on, you know, Scotty and, and a little bit on Jerry Krause. But obviously Scotty was the main mm-hmm. focus of kind of the first two episodes. Then the the two episodes yeah. last night obviously um dennis rodman and um the other aspect that i enjoyed about it is kind of focusing on phil a little bit um kind of seeing where his upbringing was because uh, you know a lot of people kind of have this perception that like phil just kind of walked in the door and was just handed a job and don't really kind of think of all the you know phil had to put in some work you know phil had to you know phil had to pay his dues you know coaching and coaching in independent leagues and in the cba and you know working his way up as an assistant you know what i mean so doing things like that so kind of focusing on his career um, his his uh, his journey to becoming you know the Phil Jackson that we all know today, obviously. So I like that they're focusing on those aspects of of of, of the the supporting characters um, to Michael Jordan. But um, yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I thought that um, I thought that the two episodes last night was a continuation, strong continuation um, of the story. Yeah, I, I definitely like that. Um, I, I love how they 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 did a little spotlight on Phil. 
But I also mm-hmm. loved how they also gave Doug Collins a little bit of shine as well. Yeah, I, I like that, that was that, that was cool. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. because Doug a lot of people, about it. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people just remember Doug Collins as a broadcaster right now, and Doug Collins, Doug Collins is a phenomenal broadcaster. But right. a lot of people forget that he was really um, um, the first coach to help Jordan excel to his highest individual potential. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. and and to be fair, um, no shot to him because it worked. But I just, I I feel like um, that Doug Collins was a, a phenomenal coach. Phenomenal coach. I don't feel like he gets enough credit for the work he did with Jordan because still gets um, all of the credit and rightfully so because he did right. um, actually win championships with him. But I think mm-hmm. one thing probably to Doug Collins' detriment was that probably he was an enabler. Which I think the document kind of kind of showcased a little bit how he enabled MJ to 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 say that. I remember remember the documentary where they were saying um there's no iron team, but then he said there's an iron win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So so I feel like Doug Collins kind of enabled MJ a lot because he did design the offense catered um around MJ, which rightfully so. That's smart anyway because he is the best player in the league at that time. So I mean, I would love to 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 build an offense around him too as well. But I think he just probably didn't maybe challenge Jordan enough to to look for his teammates in the way that Phil Jackson did, in the way that they showcased right. when he asked him about Paxton and the finals and stuff. So um, so I do like that aspect that they did show the like the rise and fall kind of if you want to call it that for for Doug Collins. So that was that was good to see also as well. Yeah, I, I like that aspect of the documentary. I mean, the whole coaching situation I thought was very interesting. I mean, I'm always into yeah. kind of imaginations when it comes to discussing coaching and whatnot and just kind of seeing how that whole thing played out. And you could tell Doug wasn't – I mean, they, they talked about it. Doug wasn't a fan of Tex winners, and, and, and they kind of talked about it. You know, you could tell Doug really wasn't feeling Tex winner and, and didn't really want to get into it. But, um, you know, you could tell that some stuff went down there. You know, you could kind of – you know, I, I, I not trying to put words in that guy's mouth because he didn't speak obviously on it, but um, you, you could kind of tell that Doug kind of didn't, still doesn't appreciate how it all went down and, and kind of felt like the fix was in from the start. You know, obviously you got Jerry Krause bringing in Tex Winter and Tex Winter bringing in Phil and Phil now being on the bench and you know the whole the whole beef that went down with uh, I wouldn't say beef, but the whole situation that went down with you know. Doug Collins not wanting Tex Winter on the bench and 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 that sort of thing. So I thought that was very interesting. I really I really was I thought that was my favorite. Yeah, I know you said your favorite part was the Bad Boys Pistons part, but I thought that was one of my favorite parts. Is, is just kind of talking about the whole Phil, um, Doug Collins, Tex 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 Winters um, dynamic and how that all kind of came to be. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna we're just gonna run through some of the highlights and then um, we kind of just kind of discuss them further. Um, first and foremost. Uh, Obviously, we'll get into the Dennis Rodman situation, kind of to start the story. You know, start of episode three was really focused heavily on Dennis Rodman. Um, talk to me about Dennis, because, you know, I feel like I feel like especially new age basketball fans, they, they kind of don't appreciate a guy like Rodman. Um, all the things that he brings to the table, all the things that he brought to those teams. I mean, even going back to Detroit in the, in the bad boys days. All the things that a guy like that brings to the table, to brings to a championship team. You discussed it. You know, every team needs a crazy guy. But I feel like just calling Rodman a crazy guy, and I'm not saying that you're saying this, but just calling Rodman a crazy guy is really kind of underselling 
his importance and his yeah. greatness in his yeah. own way. Yeah. So just talk to me a little bit about that. You being such an avid student and a fan of the game, just talk to me about Rodman's impact and, and like what he really brought to the court. Um, yeah, it's, calling him a crazy guy definitely understates uh, uh, Rodman, yeah. But I was saying that because, you know, Chuck usually says that, like, he, he calls Draymond. Yeah, yeah no, no, I know guy. what you're saying, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, for sure. I mean, you, but you got to have a guy like that because he, he was very, um, a very integral part of the team. And what, what actually Jordan displayed in the documentary was um, that how he was such a low key, he was a cerebral player, low key, even though he wasn't an offensive force, he was a cerebral player on the defensive end, even knowing like simple things like knowing where to switch, knowing where to be when, when, um, there's a down screen and knowing where to be when, if you're playing a two or three zone or just being in the right spot on the floor where you can trust each other, basically, um, that, is that you can that you can basically quarterback your offense and your defense um, just through talking, and and that's really when a team really comes together with a lot of cohesion. And then they right. also needed that grit in the lineup that Dennis Rodman brought to the table, which they lacked once they gave up Charles Oakley. Everybody knows when he went to the Knicks, so they really got that back when when Dennis Rodman came. So he really provided that that force up front. And he was a great defensive player, man. And he's definitely one of the best rebounders of all time. I believe, I don't know if it's for his career, but I think he averaged like 14, I think, rebounds for his career. Um, I don't have a, I don't have a notice in front of me, but I know he led the yeah. league in rebounding seven straight seasons. I mean, think about that. To lead the yeah. league in, in rebound, especially in that era, lead the league in rebounding yeah. for seven straight years is just nuts to me. And I remember um, in Detroit, I think it was 91, either 1990 or 91. Um, I think it was two or three years straight. He averaged 18 rebounds a night. 18 rebounds a night wow. for a guy that's six seven. It's crazy. Six seven. You get 18 rebounds a night, and you get like five or six offensive rebounds. And right. it's not like he's always playing. He plays a lot bigger than his height. Like I would compare him to, um, like a PJ Tucker right now. I think is a is 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 a guy that plays pretty uh, the modern day kind of Dennis Rodman I would say in, in in my opinion maybe some people might say Draymond I would go more PJ Tucker um because I think he does play above his height even though Dennis Rodman was a phenomenal rebounder but those numbers are crazy man yeah I'm with you um Dennis to me I mean it's crazy to me that people still kind of I don't want to say underrate but, I mean, in a way, they kind of do. do underrate. They do, they, they do yeah. underrate Dennis Rodman. I mean, and look, nobody's sitting here saying Dennis Rodman is Bill Russell or Dennis Rodman is Charles Barkley or Bob Pettit or somebody like that. We we know he was he's a different type of player. Obviously, no one's going to sit there and look at his stat sheet, you know, because I'm sure some kid, some 20, some 20 year old kid is going to look up Dennis Rodman and say he only averaged seven points. So that means he was garbage. But you got to look at all the things that he brought to the game, all the little things, the dirty work, as they as they say. Um, defending multiple positions because he just didn't defend guys in the, in the post. I mean, he also def- stepped out and defended, especially as, in his younger days in Detroit. He defended a lot of guys in the perimeter. I mean, he he was on Magic in some of those final series. Like he he did he defended you know in a lot of ways he defended a lot of all five positions. So I mean, he was just a phenomenal defensive player. And and, and what I loved, I, I think one of probably one of my second favorite either first or second favorite aspect of, of last night's episodes was when they were discussing, 
you know, the Rodman's technique when he was sitting there discussing, like, you know, he would study the bounce of the ball and study how, how each player, you know, when Jordan shot from this place, you know, the ball would bounce this way. And like, just kind of having, watching him and he's talked about it before, but like last night, I, I've never seen him talk about it so in depth like he did last night, where like the the, the yeah. science of it all, the science of rebounding, you know, how he would study different players. Because I think the percept, because again, the perception is that Rodman was this 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 crazy party, and he, I mean, he was. Obviously, they get into that in the podcast yesterday. I mean, an episode yesterday. So they do discuss that aspect of him, but people don't really understand like this dude, like you said, was cerebral. He was a smart basketball player and he, and he put oh, the work, Gino. he studied, man, he studied. Oh. And I mean, to think about, think about oh. that, to, to, to study the technique of rebounding, to, to, to watch different players, to study shot angles and, you know, the, the bounce of the ball and how it hit the rim. And if it hits the rim at this angle, the ball is going to bounce this way. I mean, just that, that, that level of commitment and that level of genius is 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 amazing to me. It is, it is, and it just shows you that you you can't judge a book by itself because you he definitely clearly doesn't look like the most cerebral player, and that's just because of how he looks. He would assume that, but mm-hmm. he does study the game. He is, he is, he. I mean, he was in those film sessions. So um, listen, he had he played with the probably the most demanding player that has ever played the game. So and it right. at that. So um, you gotta you gotta show that man love, and the numbers show, man. He's rebounding the hell out of that ball. Gotta give him some love. Yeah, absolutely. What did you think of uh, what did you think of uh, them covering kind of the the wild side of Dennis Rodman? You know the the part. You know, obviously the 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 vacation aspect of it of of the of the story when Dennis asks for a vacation, basically, you know, in January of '98 when when Scotty comes back. Um, what did you think of that part? Oh, I loved it. I loved it, man. Listen, you mean my boy was out there reinventing <laughs> load management? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. With his uh, with his with his forty eight forty eight hour vacay. Um, I love it, man. We love to see it. I mean that that was that was pretty cool. I'm I'm glad that they showed that aspect. And then they brought in Carmen Electra, which is dope too, because I know a lot of people didn't even realize that he was dating her. And I still don't know how he pulled Carmen Electra, but that's another and story for another day. And Madonna. And Madonna, and Madonna. Think about I don't that. know what they was what hey. they was sipping on, but hey, man. Hey, it was. I hate the play, I hate the game, right? <laughs> true that, true that, true that. Shout, shout out to Carmen um, Electra. She she still she she looking right, you know, in twenty twenty. Looking Electra, solid, yeah. She looking she looking solid. I tweeted that last night. I was yeah. like, damn, Carmen Electra still look good after all these years. Like, shout out to her. Oh yeah, I didn't see that. Oh oh, I'd have gave you a like on that because I said it too, man. <laughs> I said it too. <laughs> She definitely still eating a T bone steak or whatever. She she showed right, it. Right, right, but, right. Um, but yeah, so it was good. I'm 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 actually glad that they showed that. And that, that was a good aspect to show that. Um and that showed that that side. And it showed also that it, it showed that when you're and it actually can go into all aspects of life when you're running a business or when you're managing a team or whatever, you have to take each individual person on your team for who they are and allow mm-hmm. them to be who they are which will allow them in turn to flourish and you can get the best out of them for your team when you allow them to be who you are. So that they allowed him to go on that vacay and they trusted him that, I mean, he didn't come back at the 48 hours, but they trusted him <laughs> enough that they trusted him enough yeah. to come back and then work hard to get back in shape <clears throat> and work twice as hard to get back in because we let you out. So I think that was dope. And I think all teams need to do that. But a lot of, a lot of management, I guess is not trusting other players, but, um, 
I think that was cool to watch, man. It definitely was a lesson. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I love the story that that Mike was telling about the um the scrimmage or whatever and and the and the running in the yeah. straight line and the person that runs in the back has to go into the front, you know, that whole story and how Dennis when he got up to the front, they all expected to kind of they were all kind of keeping it at a low jog so that, you know, you know, cuz Mike wasn't trying to run no fucking laps and whatever. And when Dennis gets up front, he just gets off running. So I mean, that just a little funny anecdote like that, but that just shows that the dude, you know, because again, like we talked about it, you know, the perception of Dennis Rodman is that he was just kind of this this you know loose cannon just nutcase and he was to a degree he was I'm, I'm not trying to under underestimate that he absolutely was but the fact that this guy worked hard on a basketball court that the guy never took a night off never you know gave it a hundred percent as far as when he was on the basketball court, always gave it a hundred percent, always worked hard. Um, I thought that needed to be highlighted. I thought that needed to be reflected. And and that's coming from Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? That's not coming from some random, you know what I mean? That's coming from Michael. I mean, if you got Michael's respect in that regard, then that, that goes, that, that, that just speaks volumes. And I loved how they talked about, you know, in the midst of the 97, 98 season when Scotty was out and when they started the turnaround, and a lot of that was predicated on Dennis Rodman, you know, because, you know, they talked about it, how Michael needed Dennis during that time. And, you know, he needed him to be kind of that second guy in a way. And and really Dennis kind of took off and, and helped lead that turnaround. So I, I really loved how they covered that part and, and really, again, highlighted Rodman's importance, because I feel like a lot of times, you know, just throughout history, I feel like people just don't give Dennis Rodman enough credit. And I feel like a lot of his exploits off the court has taken more of center stage than the fact that the dude was a phenomenal defensive player, man. One of the greatest of all time on the defensive side of the ball. And I think that can't go unnoticed. 100%. I, I couldn't have said that any better. It definitely can't go unnoticed. Right, right. Um, let's talk about your favorite part of the show, um, of the two episodes last night is talking about the rise through the Eastern conference for the bulls. And obviously the rivalry with the Detroit Pistons. Um, funny enough, we talk about Dennis Rodman and, and it's fitting that we, we talk about the Detroit Pistons. Um, talk to me about that part of this, of the episode. Do you, do you feel like they did justice to talking about the rivalry, talking about Jordan and the Jordan rules and, and, and what did you think of, um, the, the, even after all these years, what, 30, 40, almost 40 years? I mean, think about it. Damn, almost, damn, almost 40 years. In a few years, it's going to be almost 40 years, right? Um, later, um, the animosity still between some of those guys, you know, especially Isaiah and and Jordan. Just talk to me about that whole chapter of the of the episode. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely enjoyed watching it, watching that portion of the of the episode, but um, I'm not gonna front. I, I I feel like it wasn't it wasn't enough of it. Um, like I feel like they could have elaborated a lot more on it. They breezed through a lot of it. They breezed through a lot of it. Yeah, they breezed through a lot because it was a very very important part of Michael Jordan's career. Like that was one of that was a very integral piece and aspect of his career because everyone needs has that one team that they have to get through that they have to go through in order to propel your way to the top. And it was it was a lot going on, especially with the '92 Olympics with with MJ and right. and, and uh, well, they didn't get there yet. That's probably going to be in a later episode. But right. um, but it it was it was a lot brewing and a lot building up to to that point. Like it was a lot. Like a lot of people don't remember. I think um Michael he said it. I don't know if it was in a press conference or it was an interview before. 
but he, he said something about he didn't really respect the the Pistons, the Bad Boy Pistons as champions, mm-hmm. um, and he didn't. And he got his exact words, but it was something about him not respecting. I, I've them seen that. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. I think they showed so, it on the. I think so, they showed it on the uh, Bad Boys documentary. Oh yeah, they definitely did. They definitely did. So and um, they they didn't show that aspect leading up to it. I feel like it was very um um Chicago Bull MJ positivity, uh, um, <laughs> like on a heavy yeah. level. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And and, yeah. That, and that's fine because it is a it is an MJ documentary, but. I feel like they didn't show both aspects and they definitely got spent more time on it because I mean, that's, that's an exciting part to watch. So, and they have 10 hours. So it's not like it's they on a right. shortage of time, but, um, but I liked it. So what, so what they showed and what they displayed, I really liked it. It, it showed the, the, the Jordan rules. Um, I feel like they kind of went, went a little PG on that because it definitely was a little harder than that too. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I loved it, man. It, it was a great rivalry. It's one of the great rivalries in, in all the sports. It's hard. It's hard, though. You know what I mean? Because I know you, you. I know you feel like that. That they kind of they breeze through that, and I agree with you. I, I think they kind of they breeze through it a little, little too quickly, in my in my opinion. Yeah. But it, it is like hard. Twenty minutes, I mean, right? Like fifteen. Yeah, like fifteen yeah, twenty. Well, I feel like. Well, it's hard because you know you also got to think about it. A, they're the you know the, the Pistons thirty for thirty you know, is, I don't want to say fairly new, but it did come out a few years ago. So a lot of that, a lot of what I think you and I would have wanted to see is in that documentary too. So I, you know, it's hard because, you know, I can imagine as a filmmaker, like how much do you add? How much do you, you know, I'm sure they filmed a lot of stuff, obviously with these guys. I mean, they had, they had access to these guys. So I'm sure all these questions were asked. I'm sure that they, they tackled a lot of these things. Um, but it's hard to like, what do you put in a documentary? Obviously that there is a 30 for 30 with the Pistons already on, you know, already, already in rotation. So um not trying to double up on that aspect. And, you know, of course, you know, there's, it's going to be a little bit more til- tilted to the Chicago Bulls aspect of it, of the story, because obviously this is Jordan and the Bulls. Uh, documentary so i'm sure if, you know and if you go back and watch the pistons <laughs> documentary that was more slanted towards the pistons point of view so i mean it's always hard when you when you've got you know multiple parties and trying to tell a story or a perspective from you know a, tell a story from a different perspective obviously but um yeah i'm with you i think they could have covered it a little bit more in depth because that was a that really was a really integral pivotal part of jordan's career yeah. it's just a struggle with right. with the pistons and i wish that they would have focused more on that i wish they would have focused more on jordan discussing that um discussing what he went through what was going through his mind when he was getting beat up when he was when he was when he was losing constantly i i, I did i do feel like they kind of they kind of skipped through those parts i would i would have wanted to see jordan's words as like yo what did it feel like in 88 when you when you got beaten up in the last three games of that series, you know what did it? I mean, and and they and I'm not trying to sell them short because they did talk about it, but I would have wanted I wanted yeah. them to kind of go further and in depth from Jordan's perspective. So yeah, yeah. I, I feel you on yeah. that. Yeah, and they had a lot of people to go through, so I feel like they could have mm-hmm. expanded each person maybe like a minute more stuff like that. But I I, mm-hmm. I would say this. Well, let me ask you for the aspect: Do you rather the 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 new the do you rather see the new candid interviews that they do in the background when they're talking about it now or do you rather see when they show the classic historical footage interviews for at that time 
Um, I, I'd rather see both. Like, I, I like a combination of both. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. things in the moment always. I mean, obviously, if you if you if you dig up some of the interviews and some of the sound bites of in the moment is obviously going to be a lot spicier than now. Obviously, you know, I mean, these are 50, 60 mm-hmm. year old men in some cases. So they've, they've been mm-hmm. what 30 something years removed from the from the from the heat of the battle. Right. But so I think a combination of both. Um, I think I think a combination of both is always a little bit more apt, but I mean, I, I kind of go either way with it. I, I do like to see a lot of, and who knows? And the other thing about this too, I'm sure this is going to be released in DVD, and there's going to be extras. I'm sure that I'm sure that they're going to have extras about this stuff and a little bit more in depth on other things. I mean, I would imagine, right? I would imagine that they're going to have some scenes that probably didn't, and some stuff that didn't make the documentary that they're going to put probably put out there on a DVD or or whatever, but. Yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I I, I would have loved to have seen more on the Detroit Pistons side of things. I do feel like they, um, they kind of skipped through skipped through that. Um, on that topic, um, anything about the? I mean, I'm sure besides this part, anything else about the doc the the two episodes last night that you didn't care for, or things that you, or, or things that you thought that they could have done better? I know we talked about it a little bit, but just kind of going further on those. That I didn't care for, I would say. I don't think I don't think I could say there was anything I didn't care for because it's basketball for me, so it's mm-hmm. nothing that I like really mm-hmm. didn't care for. But um, I don't know. I thought it was. I think guess I thought it was interesting that little bit they put on Scott Burrell. I thought that was kind of interesting. <laughs> I was going to get to that. I, I was going to get to that. Yeah. Of all the things oh. that I saw blew up last night, I thought <laughs> that was, that was, I was, I was actually surprised that that blew up. I mean, Me well, too. in, in Me hindsight, too. I'm kind of not just knowing how 2020 is and Twitter is. Um, I'm not surprised, but yeah, the Scott Burrell thing, uh, for those that missed it, <laughs> talk about that for a second. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was cool, man. I mean, I mean, he was basically, I mean, it was them to kind of snitch on them low key, but I, it really to me, it wasn't a hard snitch. Like, it was nothing that deep. But he basically yeah. was, was saying that he was, um, telling the family that he was an alcoholic and, and, and the women that he was dealing with, that he's out every <laughs> night. <laughs> um, but I mean, I mean, I, I don't think it was that big of a deal, to be honest. It was funny to me. I thought it was hilarious. I, I thought, thought it was funny. Was funny. I, yeah. I thought it was funny. I don't think he was snitching. I mean, yeah, if you wanna if you wanna go by the technical terms of snitching, did he did he did he give out information that he shouldn't have or you know or that didn't want other people privy to? Probably. Um, I think it was more joking around. I think it was more yeah. you know what I'm saying you know joking than anything else. I don't think he said anything crazy. Like I don't think he said, "Yo, Scott out here fucking Tisha." Did does your wife know? Like I don't think he was. I don't think he got into any details. I think it was just more just Jordan joking around. And it's, and, and I I think it was more, I I think, (laughs) here's the funny thing. I think like in hindsight, I think that if, I think the producers and the directors, I think they probably would have cut that part out. I think they just kind of wanted to show Jordan's personality and his notorious shit talking. So I think they, they included it for that purpose but I think, <laughs> I think, I think, let's just say if it was a person of our complexion, I think they probably would have like, yeah, let's, let's, let's not include this one in the, <laughs> let's not include this one in the in the film. Let's leave that out on the cutting room floor. But honestly, I didn't think yeah. it was that bad, but you know, you know, the Twitter police out there, yo, Jordan's a snitch. Jordan's a snitch. Like, I had somebody like, what text what me today, like, yo, about? your boy's a snitch. What? <laughs> like, uh, okay. Like, I don't think he yeah. gave out any information. 
anything pertinent but okay what else like yeah so I, I, the whole scott burrell thing was 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 interesting how it blew up but anything else that you really didn't care for that weren't a fan of or or wish that they would have i know you talked about the pistons not getting enough love um that not getting enough covered anything else that you wish that you would have saw these these two episodes um I don't know. I can't think of one right now. I mean, I feel like I just feel like they could have put more time on the individual plays. Like I feel like more Pippen content. I, I content. I feel like their best mm-hmm. content thus far has been on Pippen. So because mm-hmm. I think a lot, I think Pippen is still like Scotty's still underappreciated. A lot of people not giving him his right. due. He was basically a top five player in the league at that time too. At the at mm-hmm. the height of Pip, early nineties, um, early to mid nineties. So um, I think. It kind of should elaborate on tipping more, but it, it could be more to come. You get what I'm saying? So right, I say right. They didn't really right. do that. So, but I, I, I think I actually think they did a, a, a good job. I mean, I feel like the Phil Jackson, Phil Jackson portion was a little. Uh, I would say the, 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 I would say the least entertaining of the night. I guess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Phil Jackson is mm-hmm. in Montana, but I understand why it was necessary because a lot of people. He's a Zen master. A lot of people need to realize right. that. Um, right. So yeah, I would say that. But yeah, what about you? I think for Anything me, you didn't um, like nothing that I didn't like. I, I I wanted a little bit more Jordan, and it's hard though because it's like I feel like yes. I feel like yes. this. I feel like this documentary is 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 pulling off a tough act because they're trying to show a team and a dynasty while also talking yeah. about Michael Jordan. So, and, and, you know, they're switching from timeline to timeline. So like, it's always hard when you're doing that because, and they only got one hour an episode. So it's not like these two, these episodes are two hours each where they kind of got a chance to play a little bit more and go in depth. I mean, these are one hour each. So I feel like it's hard when you're doing that to try to focus your attention. Cause like, what do you focus on? You try to give Scotty some love in one episode. You try to give Dennis some love in one episode. You try to give, um, you know, you try to get Phil some love in, in one episode. And but the overarching theme is still Jordan and you know, how much of Jordan do you include? How much so I feel like for the folks that wanna know more about Jordan, I feel like they're gonna be a little bit disappointed, especially in last night's episodes, just because like last night didn't really focus on Mike too much. I mean, he was still he was still the star of the show, obviously. He was still the major figure, but he he kind of he kind of hit to the background in these two episodes and I think depending on your perspective and what you're looking at it, looking for in these in this documentary, I think you'll be a little bit disappointed that it wasn't more Jordan centric last night. And I, I was a little disappointed in that. Like, I, again, I wanted to see in his words, talk about the Pistons situation more. Um, I wanted to see him talk about the first championship more, kind of focus on that a little bit further. Um, I felt like that was a little light on time, especially, you know, just beating the Lakers, how big of a deal that was, beating Magic. I mean, again, they focused on it, but they didn't give it the attention that I think it would have warranted. And I think that if it was just solely a Jordan documentary, not necessarily covering 98, um, I think that these moments that we're complaining about, I feel like they would get more time. But since they're trying to balance two timelines, you know, also give love to Scotty, Dennis, you know, Phil, um, I'm sure one of the episodes they'll probably you know, give some time to like Steve Kerr or somebody, probably not a lot of time, but, you know, just kind of touch, touch some aspects of that too. I'm sure they're going to get a Jerry Krause episode. I'm sure of it. Oh yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So I, I, it's, it's a hard balancing act. So I'm trying to be fair. And plus you're right. We haven't, I mean, we still got what, <laughs> we still got six episodes to go. So, 
Um, there's still a lot of content in the bank still. So, but, um, that, that would say, I would say that's the most disappointing part for me. What do you think? Yeah, I I agree. I agree. I like that. I I definitely would have liked a little bit more Jordan. Well, a lot more Jordan. Um, but I think, I think, I think they're trying to probably do like too much. I feel like, and it's hard because Mm -hmm. there's a lot going on and and you still have to tell the story over again for people who don't know mm-hmm. so i think that's the aspect that they're not that they're struggling with but aspect in putting new new content in because you remember how they portrayed it to us that it was so much unreleased footage that footage yeah 10 yeah. hours of unreleased footage you guys have <laughs> never seen so basketball heads i'm like oh listen, y'all got some shit i never seen like right. and and I'm like okay so what they have so I don't I haven't felt that like that didn't hit me yet like it hasn't been anything that I haven't True. seen yet you you get what I'm saying it's just me basically for I me do. personally Absolutely. it's me more more so more so reliving the moment like nostalgia aspect but not necessarily learn new shit you know what I'm saying I, I, I yeah I'm with you on that I'm definitely with you on that like I feel like we haven't. I, like I haven't been, like the Scotty thing. I think a lot of people learned a lot of things about the Scotty thing, and just yeah. how much that team that, hated that Jerry Krause, especially at the end. I think that the first two episodes, I think we really learned a lot of new things. Last night's episodes, like I don't think you really learned anything. I mean, for those that didn't know Phil's background, I think they learned something. I think for the folks that didn't know all the the drama that went 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 with um. You know, the coaching change from Doug Collins to Phil Jackson, I think they learned something, but it wasn't earth shattering. It wasn't stuff that I think normal basketball fans didn't know about. Like, I think people knew that um, the thing was, I, I think people know about the dentist thing. And again, it's hard. And also, I think like, I think that knowing what we know now and knowing that there is a 30 for 30 on Dennis Rodman, like I think probably maybe cutting the Dennis Rodman part out a little bit would have probably been more apt or even the Phil aspect of it. Um but I don't know. I'm not a producer. I'm not a director. So I know that part is probably hard to try to pick it. And again, they are trying to tell a Jordan and a Bull story. And what part of it do you keep? What part of it do you not? Switching timelines. So that is difficult. But I think that's my number one theme. I, I feel like more Jordan. I, I want more Jordan. I want more of his thoughts and his because, I mean, another thing about it, too, is like we don't get to hear from Jordan a lot. You know, he doesn't do a lot of interviews. You don't get a lot of deep dives and in-depth Um pieces on Jordan, you know, even now. Um, so seeing him talk about these things, seeing him talk about his career at length, I feel like that's what a lot of people signed up for. So um, I, I would say, and it, and it feels like we're bagging on the episodes last night. It's not like they were perfectly fine. Not at I just all. Feel like yeah. the, the high, the high of those first two episodes and last night was like, it was cool. It was cool. Like it was a good continuation, but I yeah, wanted it was cool. more. Yeah. Mm. Um, Definitely. I, I couldn't feel any better. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Um, just kind of wrap up shortly here. Um, so how you how did you like how they kind of finished episode two? They finished with the drama of um, Jerry Krause. And I guess we can get into it because I didn't get your thoughts on it last week. What were your thoughts on Jerry Krause? Because like we were talking about things that we didn't care for, didn't like. Like, I don't know, for me, I don't want to say I didn't like it. But it, I kind of felt some type of way like they were bashing Jerry Krause a lot. And I'm not saying it because I'm a Jerry Krause fan. I'm, I'm not. Saying it from that aspect, but I do feel like it's kind of messed up that like eh, you kind of bagging on this dude that's not here to defend himself. You know what I mean? That's kind of like I feel some type of way about that. Like I don't know, it just kind of makes me feel like, eh, like you you could have 
that part, you know, I don't know if, if it's I, I you have to include it because like my like my co-host last week or my guest last week, uh, Jeff said, you know, it's, it's part of the story, it's part of history, it's fact, it happened. So I, I I do agree you have to include it. But like, what about you? Like, what do you feel about it? Like, I feel like eh, I don't know. Like going hard on a dude that's no longer here that can, that we can't hear his thoughts on 2020, you know, in 2020 time frame to like say hey well this was my thinking then or this is what i felt then his perspective on the story you kind of hearing everybody else's and he can't defend himself what did you think about that part yeah i i definitely feel like i could i could agree with you i, I definitely feel like there was an agenda to, i would say mm-hmm. to push about or a narrative I that's, say a, good that way. that's a good way that's a good way of putting an agenda absolutely yeah there definitely was a, a agenda uh for whoever was behind the documentary to for uh not not to pursue excuse me to 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 display jerry Krauss in a specific light but um i mean he definitely had his faults i mean shit everyone yeah, there clearly hated him clearly hated him they didn't like him <laughs> it's true but um, they, you definitely still have to, if, from a basketball perspective, you still got to give him credit for building that team the way he did, the way he did, and the move that they the, that they talked about. Um, that was a little, I guess, a little controversial was when he traded Oakley to the Knicks. He got he got Bill Call right. They finally got their center. That was he was trying to build a championship roster. So. Um, you gotta give them the credit. Which I feel like the Knicks got the better of that deal historically, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I feel like that deal's yeah. kind of been. I feel that deal's kind of been. I don't, I won't say forgotten about, but I feel like it's been underrated historically undersold. about how undersold. Yeah. yeah like undersold to go where for it. Yeah, because I feel like that deal. Like I feel like they could have won those championships with Oakley. Like, I don't feel like they needed Bill Cartwright or like not Bill Cartwright specifically. Like, I think they could have gotten another center. And again, I'm I'm saying this in 2020 hindsight, not in 1987 or 88, whenever the fucking trade went down. But like, I, I don't know. That, that's another thing that kind of stuck out to me. It's like, damn, like looking at Charles Oakley and the player that Charles Oakley was, even at that time. He's a like, better player. Right. Like he was his, and I think yeah. historically he's a better player than Bill Cartwright. Not saying that Bill Cartwright wasn't a serviceable player. He was. but. I don't know. I feel like they could have won with Charles Oakley. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I agree. They definitely could have, but I think how they were thinking, and I guess I do see it from their point of view, was that it was basically for the arrival and the emergence, mm-hmm. basically, of Horace Grant. Of Horace Grant. So right. they, they kind of remember they had Horace playing the four a lot and Bill Cartwright playing, playing the five. Right. You know, Cartwright was pretty, Cartwright was mediocre, man. I mean, I don't know how much credit people give to Cartwright, but he yeah, was he was he wasn't I mean, yeah. especially at the yeah, time when he, he got the bulls. Yeah, he was he was yeah. Yeah, he was, he was, he was a little average. He was he was a little slow. You know, he had that nasty ass form. You know, all of that good <laughs> cut right. But um, yeah. I think it was just for the the emergence of Horace Grant. So I think that was why they did it. Uh, but Oakley was definitely the better player, and so I mean. I mean, it was just a deal that definitely a lot of people don't talk about, but the Knicks definitely won that deal. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I think they they yeah. stole that deal, in my opinion. Now, it it, it historically it looks better for the Bulls because they ended up winning championships, but I've always kind of felt like mm, if you look at that deal, deal for deal, like I don't know. I think the Knicks got the better of that deal. That's just me, but yeah, um, yeah. 
Yeah. But I'm, yeah, the Jerry Krause thing is interesting, man, because again, you, you, you do want to focus on the facts and the things that happen, but also like, I don't know, there is a, there is, and I, and I've seen, I've seen an interview with the director and he said that they want, they definitely would have wanted to have Jerry Krause on there and talk about his perspective now. But I, I think they started filming four months, just four months after he died. So it, it's, it's hard. The dude is dead. So, and you know, what are you going to do? Not make the film. <laughs> so, but I, I don't know. I did feel some type of way about it. Like, damn, they really going hard on Jerry Krause for, you know, and the dude's not here to defend himself. So I, that, that stuck out to me a little bit, but, um, all right. Anything that you want to see covered in the next, I mean, we got episodes five and six coming up. Um, anything that you definitely want to see them focus on? Um, well, maybe not, maybe not so much focus in all, but I definitely would like them to give a, a little portion on it. Um, well, maybe it might be too early for that because it's five and six and I, I know they're going to the country in order, but I just want to make sure they, 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 they cover that, um, the 93 finals for, for sure. And how important that 93 yeah. finals was against Charles mm-hmm. Barkley, the, the, the battle between Barkley and, and MJ. I hope they spent a good amount of time on that. And also the 96 finals. I also think that was an underrated finals too with right. the, um, with GT and the Sonics and Sean Kemp and those boys. And, um, I, I hope they, they spent a little, spent a little time on that because they were a great team that, that Sonics team. They took out the Rockets, the, the defending chance the year before when Jordan was out, came back. They, they had a, a great record that year and the Bulls came back and they just, just kind of low key dismantled them in, in that series. Yeah. They were up three zero, um, so, really, and they yeah they and were they up three zero. They, they took yeah. they took their foot off the gas a lot, you know, in two games in that series. Yeah, yeah, but it was but it was like it it was it was peak GP, um, and you know what's crazy? I was looking up at the stats for the for that series the other day. Um, I don't know if it was MJ or GP, but one of them they played forty six minutes a game in that series. Wow. They averaged. 46 minutes. I was like, damn, 46 minutes a game? Let me set up for two minutes a game. In in the era of low management right now. (laughs) Go look it up, too. It's on basketball reference. I was like, damn, 46 minutes? That's crazy. Why you won that? Why you won that? You know what stuck out to me? How much of a dismantling that Pistons Bulls series was in the 91 Eastern Conference. Like, I knew they got swept, and I knew that it was basically a Bulls coronation. But, I mean, that series was just... I mean, I, I mean, they ran through the Pistons. I, I, I that, that oh, yeah. like, I don't know what. I was still young, so I didn't like. I watched it. Like, I remember watching parts of that series, but you know, you young, you don't really study it like you do now, obviously. Mm-hmm. But like, I, damn, that was a blowout. Like, I didn't remember it being that one sided of a series. I mean, the Bulls just they just went through Detroit like it was nothing. That that stuck out to me too. Yeah, they, yeah, they tore them up. They definitely did, and and that's why they were so salty when they lost. Yeah, like they got yeah. spanked. They got spanked, boy. Because I always, I always, I always, I knew there was some blowouts in that series, but I always kind of remember it being a, not closer, but I always felt like there was a little bit more of a competitive game in that series than I thought it was. But I mean, there was really no real competitive game in that series. I mean, the yeah. Bulls just they just dismantled that team, man. Yeah, they did. They sure did. They they sure knew, and it was it was still a, a good series because it was a lot of drama. That was a drama filled sweep. <laughs> yeah <laughs> as 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 there ever could be right a drama feels sweet yeah no for real um 
Yeah. I, I think for me, um, I, I'm definitely looking forward to them talking about the dream team. Obviously, that's an important moment yeah. in basketball. I think that that should be the next that's, one, that's, right? That yeah, is, that is. I've seen the tra- I've seen the trailers for next week. That's definitely going to be that's definitely going to be on next week's episodes. The dream team. Um, I'm with you talking about the '93 finals with Barkley. Um, uh, more Jordan next week. I want to see more Jordan next week, especially now that you've covered Phil, you've covered Dennis, you've covered um, Scotty. I think those are the main supporting players. I don't think we need to cover. I don't think we need to go any more in depth on anybody else, really. I mean, I'm sure they're going to get in depth, obviously, with Jerry Krause, probably. That's like only the only other person I think you would probably focus on. Um, but yeah, more, more, more Michael, especially now after the championship, you know, now officially, officially the poster boy of the NBA kind of just kind of covering that part of it, you know, everything leading up to the Olympics, the finals against Portland um, and all the way. I think you'll see next week, everything up until the retirement, maybe the first retirement um, seeing Mm -hmm. that Uh, and going forward, I want to see what his thoughts were now on the retirement thoughts on and his dad passing away. Definitely stuff on the gambling and all things that like just listening to that interview that, um, that uh, Jason Heyer, I think is his name, the director of the of the documentary, gave on uh, Mad Dog Sports Radio. Um, they're definitely going to get into the gambling. They're definitely going to get into the the conspiracies out there. <laughs> um, they're definitely going to get into those things. So I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that um, and see how they handle that. And I don't want them to shy away from it too. Like I want them to ask Jordan the tough questions, and I want them. I like how they brought up the iPads too, like and played him the responses of like isaiah and yeah. so on and so forth like i like that like getting his reaction in real time i like that part of it i forgot to that, mention was that. Yeah, that was that good. was definitely good i definitely like that too i agree and that was a that was a nice touch that was a nice touch and you could just tell they just can't stand each other like <laughs> you could just tell <laughs> they just don't care for each other at all like you know what i mean yeah they they're not they're not exchanging christmas cards let's just put it that way not at all but they probably might be all right by now. They old now, but still, well, they, you know they from, old from everything you read. They're cordial. They're not best friends. They're, they're cordial. They, yeah, they don't have a relationship yeah, exactly. Jordan and Magic have, or Jordan and Larry have, or something like that. Like he's not close to those guys to them, you know. And that's understandable. Exactly. I mean. And and they even said it like, yo, they made it personal. Um, so yeah. you know, I, I, I there's still some 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 ill feelings there, but yeah, 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 oh, yeah definitely. Um. I mean, I think we, I think, all right, before you go, definitely got to give it a grade. If you were to give last night's episodes a grade from one to 10, 10 being the best, obviously one being the worst, uh, what would you give last night's two episodes, episodes three and four? Um, I'd give it an 8.5. Okay. 8.59. Yeah. 8.59. 8.75. I'll give <laughs> <laughs> 8.75. Okay. I would give it a yeah. seven. How about you? Seven. I, I give oh, it a solid. Seven? Okay. I, I gave last week a ten. I give it a generous though. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. Yeah, you've okay. been a little generous. And again, I'm not trying to bag on the episodes last night. They were good. They were yeah. solid. I just feel like following the the the, the epicness of of the first two episodes last night just kind of felt eh, it was cool. You know, it was cool. Yeah, it was cool. I agree though. I definitely I was being generous. I agree with you, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, man. Yeah. All right, man. Uh. Yeah. Thanks for being on the show, man. As always, man, it's always a it's always a pleasure to have you on. I wish it was on. I wish it was. I wish it was actually discussing some basketball, like actual, you know, twenty twenty basketball. But you know, it is what it is. Um, but hey, man, use this time to sell the podcast, sell everything that you got going on, plug yourself, plug your socials, all that good stuff. 
Yeah, man, I appreciate you all. Well, first, I'm going to say appreciate you for the invite, my brother, of course. Um, back when I get back in my normal groove in the studio and all of that, definitely, uh, you got to come on a brother and a fourth. Um, Always. And yeah. And family, if you want to hit me up, shout me out, whatever, um, above the rim at this new episodes every Wednesday on Twitter is at just blaze underscore five three J U J U S B L A Z E underscore five one three I G is the same. And, um, Manny, my brother, man, I, I appreciate you. And we, we, we need some more basketball, man. I'm, I'm hungry right now. I'm hungry. Oh, man. Tell me about it, bro. Tell me about it, man. I'm, I'm not going to be, yeah. I'm not going to be, my wife says I'm too negative. So I'm not, I'm trying to be positive, you know, during this whole outlook. But I, <laughs> I, I, re, I really don't see us having a 2020 basketball season, bro. I'm just going to leave you at that. Nah, we coming back. Come on, man. Don't say that. We coming back, know, bro. Man. Stop it. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> you know, we'll we see. We coming back, bro. See, my, my logic is expect the worst. So when, when it doesn't happen and you get better outcome, you know, you're pleasantly surprised. You know, that's my that's my logic. Yeah. That's my that's the way I approach it. But yeah, man, I'm I'm with okay. you, man. We definitely need some basketball because <laughs> I'm hurting right now, man. I'm hurting for real. Um but yeah, man, always yeah, always appreciate you. Always appreciate your your kind words and and uh, you know, I'm a, you know, you know I'm a fan of yours and, and everything that you do and the content you put out. So it's always a pleasure um uh, to have you on the show, man. I, I really appreciate it. Um, for everybody else, man, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the show. Um, you guys know where to follow us on Twitter at AGS Pod, Instagram, AGS Podcast, Facebook, Any Given Sunday. Make sure you become a member of AGS Nation. Uh, follow me on Twitter at the Emmanuel Brown, Instagram at the Emmanuel Brown, Facebook, Manuel Brown, and Snapchat, MannyBro15. I'm going to get up out of here. Um, hopefully, you guys have a happy, safe, blessed week. Um, again, uh, send your condolences and your prayers to Dalvin on Twitter um, if you haven't done so already. Um, uh, our prayers are with him and his family as he's getting through this trying time. And, and just please be safe, everybody. Please go out there, be safe. Um, if you live in a state where they've eased some of the restrictions, still be safe. Um, and uh, yeah, man, just just come back next week for another episode of the podcast. For uh, Just Blaze, I'm Manny Brown. We are out of here. Peace. Peace.